Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. On on this week's somewhat depleted episode, uh, I'm joined by Tom Butler. Yep. Hello. <laughs> yep. And Stuart Reed. Yep. Hello. I've forgotten how to do this. It's been so yeah, long. It's been a while, isn't it? It's been a long time, yeah. Well, we'll come back to you in a second, Tom, but everyone else appears to be dead on the IGN UK team <laughs> yes. because like Daniel has got some kind of like weird virus. Chris is well. Chris is just in LA doing whatever Chris does. In Probably LA. picking at weird viruses. Probably. Oh. <laughs> uh, Keza is in Brighton. Probably picking at weird viruses. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, that leaves us three. So, but yeah, this is the first time we've been on the first, on the podcast for what months? Uh, it's, it's weeks, I think, more than months. But um, it's def- it seems like the first time we've done a three-person setup for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to the dynamic here. Are you? Yeah. When well, you say you're looking forward to it, just well, the long pauses with nothing being said. <laughs> it's like it's like my two dads or something. Oh, oh, yeah. Why a minute? You're not, you're not that young. <laughs> I, like, I look young. I, look and young. I, I can't I, grow a beard yet. You're, so. you're a lot more attractive than she was. What? I hey? don't know what that means either. Wait, is that a my two dads reference? I think so. Wasn't it a little boy in my two dads? Well, you're much more attractive than he was. <laughs> wow. Hello, is that you, Tree? That's uh, Stu Reed's in a Stuart Hall. <laughs> oh. uh, on this week's podcast, we are, well, it's, we're going to be talking about the next Xbox because in less than a week, we'll actually know what it is. Thank God for that. Yeah, it's crazy to think that it's actually happening. It's probably been the number one talked about subject on the IGN UK podcast since episode one, I think. Yeah. That or Avatar. I really hope (laughs) that at 6pm next Tuesday, it's not just a teaser for the reveal at E3. (laughs) Imagine that as like, oh my God. But anyway, we're going to talk about what we really want from the next Xbox. uh, As of course, talk about what uh, games and movies are out this week. But first, uh, well, I just wanted to do a shout out to the US video guys, because they put together a video uh, of Star Trek versus Star Wars. And it's the best thing my eyes have seen all week. Uh, You've just seen it, Tom. Yeah, well, it's it's weird because... I I don't know how to put this diplomatically, but sometimes things pop up on the blog roll of the site and I think, I don't think I'm going to like this. Yeah. And I saw that and I thought, I don't think I'm going to like this. And then I watched it and I was like, this is fucking awesome. It is amazing. And shout out to the video guys. Uh, I think Mike Horn was, Mike the, Horn was the, 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 kind the guy of behind the, it. The main guy behind it. But I'm not going to sort of say what it is because I want no. anybody who listens to go and see it. But in terms of, it's probably the best video I think we've ever done as a website. Watch it soon before it's taken down. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing, yeah. I don't think we got George Lucas's permission or whoever does Star Trek. I don't know. Um, uh, George Rod- Gene Roddenberry. Gene, he's, he's, dead. Pretty, he's pretty dead. He's yeah. dead. He's owned by CBS, though. Are they really? notoriously litigious? Well, did you see that there was news this week that J.J. Abrams um, had uh, had plans to spin off his film into a TV series? Right. But he ran into uh, rights issues with CBS because they own the rights to the original one. Uh, and there's something right. to do with likenesses and all sorts of stuff. And because obviously it's the same characters as yep. the old one, then, yep. then there was all sorts of problems. Because mm-hmm. apparently he, there was a lot of issues at the time when he rebooted it with CBS reissuing a load of old merchandise for the old ones. And he, they said it was potentially confusing to audiences. And so it's a shame that because I would have loved to have seen a, a TV series yeah. of the new track. Right. I can't remember what we were doing, but there was definitely crossover issues. Like, you're not allowed to relate the Paramount reboot with the the original Star Trek series. Wow. Because they're two separate entities, which is like, really? Mm. I guess that's something that George Lucas will never have, or or at least Disney now, will never have problems with Star Wars with, because they own the whole thing, right? There's no sort of crossover. I think, Mm. I guess probably there's a bit of mix up between books and comics and games and but it's still all but they're all the, all the, the characters are all in the same universe yeah. and they're all owned by the same person like because obviously there was a lot of talk about a live action tv show star wars tv show Do you think yeah they've got scripts and everything yeah but, but now that they're doing they've confirmed three new movies is that overkill i guess not like you look at what they've done with marvel 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 <laughs> that is that's just everywhere but i don't know i don't know i think you'll see disney focusing their efforts with Star Wars much more tightly than George Lucas ever did. Because yeah. obviously they've they've gone, well, all the game licenses now belong to EA. Yeah. Um, we're not making the TV, um, we're not making 1313 anymore. Yeah. Or, well, they haven't officially announced that. They haven't, yeah, they haven't sort of said what's happening with it. But, but I think they've definitely got a very clear focus of what they want to do. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's, it's almost like comparing it to... Uh, like Marvel before with their Fox properties, they yeah. they learn they've learned the hard way, and Disney now know, no, we're reining everything in. Mm. Yeah, um, 
I don't know what my point was. But also, I don't know, but it's good. Thanks for coming back on the podcast. <laughs> but my side note is, did you see the thing about George Lucas and Steven Spielberg on the site as well? No, I saw the headline, but not the story. So when George Lucas was making Star Wars, yeah. uh, Steven Spielberg was making Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. George Lucas went to the set of Close Encounters and went, Stephen, I've made a turkey. This film is horrible. It's going to flop. Uh, your movie's going to be amazing. It's going to make loads of money. And Spielberg went, no, nah, I think I think you're onto a good thing. I tell you what, let's have a bet. Yeah. I'll trade you two and a half points on Close Encounters for two and a half points on Star wow. Wars. So obviously points is what you get. It's a profit margin, isn't it? So however much it makes, you always get that percentage of it. Yeah. So that's 2% yeah. of the profits. Yeah. And that's quite a common thing, I think, in producers, isn't it? Trading mm. points for, mm. yeah. So anyway, Spielberg's make millions millions of star wars wow and lucas has made like a fraction of that on close encounters what would you sooner sit down and watch though right now if i if i had the, if you had the choice of watching first the first star wars or close encounters what would you watch first star wars first star wars yeah no. well because I, I watched close encounters uh, probably two years ago uh it's, it's a good film mm. but it's, it just doesn't have the same kind of draw that star wars has for me okay especially the first star wars because I used to prefer Empire Strikes Back, but I still don't, I don't think you can beat the first Star Wars in no, terms I, of I an all-in-one story. Yeah, I don't know. I just think, yeah, I guess so. But I think Empire Strikes Back is a far superior film. Is that just because it's darker? Yeah, I think so. I think it's got a better opening sequence as well. well I the think opening, opening sequence, sequence is, is incredible. Phenomenal. But some of the Yoda stuff is tedious as tits. Mm, I guess so. It's more mythology building, isn't it? Yeah, but I'd, I'd forgotten how boring some of it is. I don't know. You know what I'm like. I'm, I've got really low tolerance for any, <laughs> Short anything like that. So, anyway. fact, we, we better change the subject now. Yes. We'll just walk out. Let's do it. Uh, this week's news. Uh, Tom, you've got the first piece of news and it's not looking good for Wii U. Yeah, uh, it's, um, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of an odd story because there's been sort of dribs and drabs of information coming out from EA. EA basically said that they're not developing. First of all, it was EA Sports aren't making any games for Wii U. Um, so they're not developing a Madden. They're not developing a FIFA. That's huge news, really. Yeah, I mean, that sort of, that, that sort of dribbled out um, over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but Kotaku have sort of taken the ball by the horns. And they spoke to an EA spokesperson, uh, Jeff Brown, who said that they, at the moment, currently have no games in development for the Wii U. Wow. Because that is... That's, if they've got no games in development at the moment, what's the kind of lead time on a, on a, on a, on a game? It's got to be a couple of years, isn't it, normally? <clears throat> well, even if, you know, looking at... Well, the fact that they're not doing FIFA, mm. yeah, is, I mean, that, that is the, the game that would sell. That's surely. a solid banker. Yeah, they yeah, release yeah. FIFA for every single platform. Yeah. There's even a, like a 3DS version and a Vita it's version. Everything. And every, everything. everything. PlayStation 2. They, yeah, there probably they're is probably, still a yeah, yeah. PlayStation 2. Um, so the fact it's not coming to Wii U, when <laughs> there was a Wii U game last year, like, and, I, and that's the thing, surely the tech is already there. They've done the engine work. They've done the hard graph by building last year's game, and mm. it's, you know cynical but probably is just like a a skinned update or something like that but but. i guess i guess it comes down to a spreadsheet where they go well how much is it going to take to port it because we cut we don't we don't want to have to get our main team working on it right because especially with next gen yeah right here because i'm right in thinking that a separate team ported need for speed most wanted and oh wait did criterion do the no, I think they oversaw it. They, yeah. Criterion did the PSP, sorry, Vita version. I don't yeah. think they did Wii U. Okay, but then they did um, uh, Mass Effect. That that was right. outsourced. Yeah. So yeah. on their spreadsheet, they say, well, how much is it going to get to get someone else to do it and how many copies is it going to sell? Yeah. And if that doesn't balance out, yeah. then why bother? It's an easy decision, yeah. And the Wii U's aren't selling. No. God, it needs something. It really needs a... Like a Kick up the ass. So it, what, what's going to do it though? This is the problem. What is going to what is going to kick that console? What is going to make well, it a must buy console? You, you're going to have a new Mario game, a Mario Kart game, and a Zelda game. But the problem that everyone said with the Wii was that first party support was great, third party rubbish. Yeah. And it was two E3s ago, um, where it was like all these third parties came out and said, right, we're going to support it. And then, oh dear, Nothing. like like within six months of the console being launched, you've got EA saying, ah, yeah, yeah. about that. No games. Wasn't Ken Levine on that? Or was he? Uh, was, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you had. Um, oh, wait. Uh, am I thinking of the Sony conference that year? Because he said there was going to be a Bioshock for Vita, wasn't there? Yeah, but I'm sure he was talking about Infinite. I'm sure he was on the Nintendo one. That was the year you were over, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he was there. I might be mistaken, but I'm sure he said something about Bioshock. Um, but either way, look, it's not good. 
it's not good. But there's a Wii U Nintendo broadcast, which by the time you hear this will have happened. Yes. So apologies for our lack of information. And of course, there's going to be uh, more information in what in a month's time, less than a month's time for E3. What's their plan for E3, Nintendo, do you think? Well, all the stuff that they announced at that direct, when was that, February or March, I forget. So HD Wind Waker, uh, Mario Kart, Wii U, um, the new Zelda, whatever that's going to mm. be, are all going to be at E3 in some shape or form. But that's that's not, you know, the worry for me. It's like, you know, it's the now. There's literally been nothing to buy on Wii U for six months, apart from Monster Hunter, but good, good luck if you actually, can actually find a copy of that. Yeah. So Or download it. Yes, exactly. Uh-uh. And you've got on the horizon, you've got Bayonetta two and yep. the wonderful one hundred and one. Yep. But again, I, uh, they, have almost... they been dated? I'm not no, sure. and they're, they're like the... Pikmin three has gone back Pikmin again. 3. Yeah, I mean the third party support has really dropped off. Hasn't I it? thought Bayonetta was coming out within like the, the first year of the Wii U being launched. Was well, that it might right? do. You've still got. I've until... not seen anything of it yet, though. No. No. But yeah, well, I think that's the thing. It looks like it's going to be the driest 12 months of any console launch I've known. And then maybe it'll pick up. But by that point, surely everyone's developing for next-gen next gen consoles. When you, yeah, when you start looking at what, what, we're, what when we know more about what's coming out, yeah. I think it's just going to look like the Wii did a, like a couple of years ago, yeah. where everything coming out for the Wii was like, it's good if it's developed by Nintendo, but everything yeah. else is utter pony. Yeah. And now you're at the point where... The other stuff that's not even come from Nintendo, it just doesn't exist. There no, isn't it's anything. Not there. There's not no, even it's shovelware. Not no. I'm just looking at our Wii U controllers. They are literally gathering dust. Yeah. Look at them. They've got so much dust on them there. Sad news. There you go. We're all looking at the controllers thinking, they're dusty. <laughs> we like, we what, should really have a clean up in it. <laughs> I just saw a little tear trickle out of one of its screens. <laughs> uh, another news. Uh, Gran Turismo 6 has been announced. It's coming oh, wow. out. In 15 years' time. <laughs> uh, it's not. Um, so it's coming out this Christmas, apparently, which I find incredible, considering I think GT5 was delayed like years and years and years. Do you think they've learned their lesson and not announced it until it's almost ready? Maybe. But the fact... it's a, So it was announced this week at Silverstone, and it's part of a 15 years of Gran Turismo celebration. Um, interestingly, it's going to be on PlayStation 3, not PlayStation 4, although uh, Kazanori, the guy behind it, did hint that PlayStation 4 could feature in Gran Turismo at some point. What he means by that, I don't know. So I'm, I'm sh- sure that there's probably going to be a version of my, GT. My thoughts would be that Sony has said... Uh, I mean, there's a lot of big games coming for the old consoles in the last few months, yeah. right, of their lives. And yeah. they're all going to sell massively because the install like, base is massive. Huge, yeah. yeah. And PlayStation 4 is launching with Drive Club. Yep. So rather than cannibalising that, they're yeah. going to have a double hit and then maybe six months, eight months down the line, Gran Turismo 6 Ultra Edition with all yeah. the DLC, everything yeah. that they include on the on the massive With extra discs. leather stitching. Yeah, all but, that sort of stuff will then come to PlayStation 4. But even, like, so it's going to have 1,200 cars. What the fuck? <laughs> like, why do you need 1,200 cars? But am I not right in thinking when they brought Gran Turismo 5 out that had uh, something like 800 cars, at, but 600 were copy and pasted from Gran Turismo 4? That Maybe. seems really yeah. well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they were literally copy and pasted because yeah, yeah, the yeah. graphics on them looked awful. Right. Maybe that's what they've done here. We don't know. Maybe older cars just have bad graphics. I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> um, Mark Concortina, very layout. angular. Very, very, Mark Concortina, very, exactly, yeah. very few polygons yeah. on that. It's quite square looking. Like no, no bump mapping. No. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. But yeah. Sounds good though. Uh, 71 course layouts, 33 locations, 19 of which will be brand new of the course layouts. So there's only 19 new courses. But, but Gran Turismo is rooted in reality, right? So how many yeah. no, more tracks yeah. can they do? Well, that's that's yeah. I don't think like Auto Trader has one thousand two hundred cars in it. <laughs> so I, I just find it totally. I I, I can't. I don't get Gran Turismo. Is Gran Turismo relevant anymore? There are a lot of people that absolutely play it to death, like Martin Robinson. You know, he did God die. Rest his soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, bless him. He's up by the pearly gates playing GT. Did they ever find his body? <laughs> no. no, no. They found his beard. <laughs> and he's scabbing cardigan. <laughs> um, that means he, nothing to new listeners, does it? <laughs> he still plays it, uh, and you know. And, and the thing is, is like if you're into the game and if you absolutely love car porn, 
it's amazing because like the detail they do, like the DLC, last pack of DLC, they they made changes to the way that one of the engines in a certain car revs because um, I think in the originally it revved at. I'm making this up, but you get the gist. At four thousand revs in second gear, when actually it, it should be hitting four thousand two hundred revs. Wow. They they make that kind of level of change, which if you if you're into that stuff, that's amazing. But seriously, like that's got to be a small percentage. That's a, that's that seems like a lot of admin for someone for yeah. very little return. Yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, like we were talking about 15 years of Gran Turismo and how like it was such a groundbreaking series at the time when it yeah. came to PlayStation. But you think now it's kind of it was really relevant then because games weren't or racing games particularly weren't that realistic. No. And so the fact that they were able to add all this realism in at that point made it groundbreaking. And it looked like beyond anything else. Yeah. But now we're getting to the point where like that realism has been matched across the board yeah. for everything. Yeah. So is it is it is being realistic enough? Enough. Not for me. No. Is the honest like I would rather have something like Need for Speed, where it looks incredible. I don't care that the handling's not realistic, but it's fun. Yeah. That's what I want out of a racing game. But yeah. I've, I've still no doubt it will sell by the bucket load. Did but, you, Gran Turismo 5 sell? I yeah, it sold a lot, yeah. Right. Like, over the course of uh, the game being on sale. like It wasn't like, um, you know, like huge sales day one, but over time it sort of trickled and trickled and trickled. So there you go. Cynical marketing ploy of the week number one. Uh, 24 is coming back. Hit TV show starring Jack Bauer. Uh, Fox have said that uh, following marathon negotiations, Kiefer Sutherland's finally signed on the dotted line. And here's the great thing. 24 is no longer going to be 24. Instead of being 24 episodes, each an hour long, they're cutting it to 12 episodes. An hour long. An hour long. And they're skipping some hours. Yeah, like probably skipping the bits where he goes to the toilet and stuff, I'm guessing, which which he never actually did in the first in, in the original series, did he? Never saw him do that. I've never seen an episode of 24. I've, what? I've only watched about half of the first season and I thought it was shit, so I didn't bother. Did, you, did you watch it? I've watched, I think, five seasons of it. Yeah. Um, admittedly, it was when I was freelance, and by freelance, I mean sat at home on my ass <laughs> with nothing else to do. <laughs> Switching between 24 and uh, GTA San Andreas. That's pretty much what I did for, for like six months. <laughs> so do we? Do, does anybody care that it's coming back? It's going to be called 24 Live Another Day. Sounds a bit like a Bond movie. The or, problem yeah. uh, I had with it in the end was maybe it's because the way I watched it and literally was series back to back. It all blurred into one. And I, I must admit, I can't even remember what happened in all the different series. But, I'm, you know, I think it would be interesting. And also the fact that it is only 12 episodes makes it less of a kind of time sink. And so I actually think that's a positive thing for me. I know it goes against everything that the show yeah. did, but, you know... What, what do you think is the ideal length for a TV series, sort of series run? I, I quite like the sort of Game of Thrones... Ten, ten episodes. episodes. things, yeah. Yeah. I, like, I think I think the sort of Mad Men 12, 13... Is it 13 episodes of Mad Men, yeah. isn't it? I, I, I think that's good. That's good, yeah. Because that gives a good time for story. I think ten, 10 in Game of Thrones is a little bit, almost a little bit too short. Yeah. Is that all we've got this season? 10? 10, ten, so, yeah. so there's only, what, three left? So only ever yeah. been 10. Oh, man. No spoilers. But no. this, but this, bo- this book has been split over two seasons. Right. Because at this point in book three of Game of Thrones, you're only about halfway through the book. So mm. this, yeah... A lot but what about obviously Walking Dead has like 13, 14 episodes, but splits into two groups. What do you think about that? That's like Doctor Who now, though, isn't it? Doctor Who splits over two seasons. But the difference with Doctor Who, though, is it's not a recurring storyline, really. No, I guess you're not. not left on a cliffhanger for six months or however long mm. it might be. I find that annoying, in all honesty. Yeah, I don't watch Walking Dead at the pace that it's broadcast. I'm, right. I'm still catch, catching up on it, and right. I, I sporadically watch it. I yeah. guess the the way we're watching TV is 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 changing so rapidly now. House of Cards on Netflix, we consume. That's I consume that in, in less than a week. That's perfect. Yeah. for yeah. me. I love the idea of being able to sit down of an evening and watch one or maybe two episodes, and then go back the next evening and watch it another couple of episodes. Yeah. I love doing that. Yeah. I really do. I never ever watch it. Well, I rarely watch anything live no. anymore. No. No. Like by I, appointment to view. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous but the only things i sort of watch live are things like antiques roadshow on a sunday wow <laughs> just because it's on and like you wouldn't series link <laughs> but you, you you probably watch it start to finish yeah jesus wow yeah i've told you about the game that you can play on that you can download no, no. i'm not talking <laughs> i don't think so 
I don't know if I may have spoken about this before, but basically it's an app and it, it syncs up with a TV show and you can guess oh, how much things are worth. About it, yeah. actually, yeah. oh, you can guess how much good. things are worth, yeah. Anyway. Give that a go. I love it. <laughs> Rock you know, and roll. Antique Roadshow, though, doesn't it remind you of, of, of bath time just before it was school the next day? Well, yeah, it's, I associate it with, like, you know, being depressed. Misery, like, yes. Oh, God, <laughs> school no, that, the that's next heartbeat day. for me. As soon as the heartbeat theme used to play, I used yeah. to be like, no. Ah, oh, it just takes me back to my youth. That was real life for you. <laughs> yes. uh, next piece of news. Uh, EA is being progressive by ditching online passes. I think that's amazing. Say hello to always online. Mm. God, you're cynical. Well, <laughs> I guess, well, yeah. I mean, what's their reasoning behind it? And Is that true? Well, so, yes. So um, they did, they carried out a bunch of feedback from people that play their games. And the overwhelming response was that people don't like online passes. So um, they are, to quote, discontinuing the online pass initiative. Uh, so none of the new EA titles going forward will include that feature. feature sorry. So um, if I'm reading that correctly, obviously that was introduced to kind of cut down on sort of secondhand games. Uh, if you wanted to play multiplayer or get access to various bits of the game, you had to pay an additional fee for online pass mm. that's going to go which i think is if so that's very very positive but um but you're right we don't know it probably will be replaced by something yeah if you look at every single other kind of commercial model that ea has rolled out in the past it's all about you know trying to squeeze more cash from the people who buy their games um but i do think that's positive you know it'd be interesting whether other people follow suit yeah because everyone adopted it i can't yeah. remember who were the first was it thq might have been the first to do it with um, WWE, maybe. I'm not sure. But, uh, well, look what happened to them. Whoops. <laughs> surely, surely if you've got the game in the CD drawer in your console, yeah. that should be enough to let to, to play that game. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah but you've got to pay for Xbox Live as well. Yeah. But mm. but it's, it was purely because so many people were going and buying second-hand copies of the games. Like, like Call of Duty, for example... Um, a lot of people just literally use that for multiplayer FIFA as well so you know you could go and buy a second hand copy of it pick up an online pass for 5 quid and you know you've saved yourself I know, 15 quid or whatever yeah. it might be if you don't want it on day one mm. obviously mm. so but I think that's a, a step in the right direction yeah but I'll just see I'll, I'll wait and see because you know EA don't do anything like, no no big business does anything no, exactly. nothing, it's, right? it's all about making money at the end of the day yeah. so the money that they've lost by stopping that Actually, I'd be quite good to know. I wonder how many people actually did invest in online passes that didn't come with um, buying the game first time. Is it yeah. right? Don't know. No idea. Mm. Last mm. piece of news? Last piece of news um, is from me. Uh, it's been rumoured for a while, but uh, Microsoft apparently is going to announce that they are ditching the uh, Microsoft points, uh, probably at E3. Um, so it's, they're going to replace it with a voucher and or like wallet system like they have on PlayStation. Right. So instead of having... So real world currency. Real world currency, yeah. yeah. Um, which makes sense. Um, it's been a long time coming, this, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they did say, or it's been rumoured for a long time it's going to happen. Like still, after all these years, I've no idea how much like 1,600 Microsoft points is. Literally no idea. Mm. £10? I don't know. <laughs> Might be. <laughs> It's a bit like when decimalisation came into the country. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> you still struggle. I could tell you the value of a sixpence, but when a shilling became 5p, I was totally lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, how much is a cappuccino? These days. Three shillings and a halfpenny. We, we didn't have cappuccino back then. We had a frothy coffee. Did you? Yeah, that was it. With chocolate dust. No, I never had that. <laughs> Couldn't afford chocolate dust. So what are they going to replace it with? Just real world currency? We yeah, think. gift cards, cash. Uh, cash <laughs> yeah, um, and that'll then it will apply to Xbox Music, uh, games, video, other mm. Microsoft stuff, I guess. Um, so uh, yeah, apparently the launch time um, it will launch in time for the next Xbox, which would make sense, right? Right. So it's a new system. It's a new yep, new yep, currency yep, yep. system. I wonder if they'll keep achievements. Well, there's talk that they're going to upgrade achievements so that developers can adjust them on the fly. Uh, what, to make them easier or harder? or No, say, for example, you've got a multiplayer game and they say, if this weekend you can kill 50 people, we'll give you a uh, 
50 points. Right, whatever. so it's not just limited to the thousand that it is. Like every Xbox game, there's a thousand achievements split up, however, the there's wants talk it. that developers will be able to add achievements okay. in to incentivize. So it's a bit like, you know, the double XP weekends you get, but for achievements that are shared across all games rather than individual games. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But then, again, you know, I just don't. I used to like getting achievements when that little thing popped up. It was like, oh, I've got 100 points. But now I literally... They need to, yeah, years. they need to monetize them more. I don't know, you know, be able to reward people for having so yeah. many points. Mm. But then if you do that, you've got games like, you know, King Kong, where it was easy to get 1,000 points. Hannah Montana. Is what? Hannah Montana. Was that really easy? Yeah, that's right. the, apparently really easy to platinum. Right, okay. And yeah. one of the Tomb Raiders as well. And King Kong. Did I say King Kong? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um... King Kong's apparently quite easy as well. Yeah. yeah. So, but if they do that, then King Kong, which is quite easy to uh, <laughs> platinum, um, you've got to be careful for that kind of shit because otherwise you'd be handing out cash. Everyone would literally go and buy a copy of King Kong just yeah. to get free money. Yeah. I guess mm. it leads us on to uh, the, the main point, I guess, in terms of what we're expecting. What? I think it's going to be... Sorry, we're talking Xbox reveal, which happens yeah. on... Tuesday, 6pm, UK time. Okay, and what are we doing on IGN? We have, we're live streaming the event with none other than Peter Molinatz. So he's going to, well, he's going to be in our San Francisco office. Obviously, he used to be head of um, Worldwide Studios or whatever it was called. So he will have some insight as to what Xbox, uh, next gen Xbox, would have been before he left, what, a year and a half ago. So I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, this, the difference between what it was rumored to be then versus what it's going to be now. Um, but obviously, we've got people on the ground at the Seattle event. So uh, I believe Mitch is going to be there. There's like five hours worth of playtime with the console and games. So we'll have everything you need to know about next Xbox next Tuesday. Plus a load of other stuff you probably don't need to know as well. Yeah. Yeah. But the question is, what are they going to show, straight reveal? And is it going to be enough? Do you think they're going to reveal the hardware this time? Like, because Sony obviously didn't with the PS4, they didn't actually show. You mean you. the actual box? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Do they only reveal like the kind of the sort of proof of concept, which is what PlayStation Four was? Is like it's going to do this, but actually, other than the name, they didn't really give much else away. Mm. Oh, and the tech specs, which meant nothing to me. Um, I think they probably will, but only because uh. There was, I think Sony got negative feedback for not revealing the box. Mm. But then again, if they do that, what, are they going to reveal it at E3? Yeah, that's my thinking, that they'll they'll hold back as well and reveal mm. it at Unless E3. they talk price and release date at E3, maybe. No, it's not long, is it, though, between the two no, sort of punches? No, it's like of, three weeks, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess it would wet the appetite if they didn't show the box next week. Yeah. Would make sense. What do we do? You think it's going to be? Are they going to go even further into that whole kind of it being a media center for your home? Do you think? Because nobody's really cracked that yet, have they? I know you know. Obviously, the PS3 had a Blu-ray player, which is pretty cool, but yeah. nobody's actually kind of got it down to just having that one box under your TV that that does everything for you. No, but because the thing is, Xbox does a reasonably good job of job of it because obviously you can stream movies, uh, you can hook it up and watch Sky on there, mm. but. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't. It's still not standalone, as you say. No, no. All the, I always think the interface interfaces to do any of that stuff. They're always just a little bit clunky. You know how you just like if you want to watch your TV, you literally just want to sit there, press a button, and start watching TV. You don't want to have to grab a controller and go through a menu. Oh, and but find... you don't have to. You can just you know power up Connect, and then <laughs> you can just say what you want to see. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 15 minutes later, you think, oh, fuck it. I'm not going to bother watching exactly. that. I've missed Where's my it. controller? Yeah. And then you've got to go look for that. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what they need to do, isn't it? Everybody wants all their music, all their movies, everything in one little box under the telly that also plays games. And you can watch live TV on it. But I don't know, man. I don't know if... Because it seems to me that the problem with trying to get that kind of thing is it always seems to be... It seems to be engineered first and then they, they, they try and fit the user interface yeah. around it, yeah. which is where I think Apple gets it right, isn't it? Because they, they basically say, hey, we want it to look like this and do this. You guys go over there and make it work. Build the technology Build to the do tech it. behind yeah. it, yeah. But yeah, you, this was, again, I, this is no insight whatsoever. This is me thinking. But it probably was like, you know, what are the best PC specs we can cobble together mm. to make a good games machine? And then all the other experience stuff will be around it, I'm sure. Sure. Um, 
But, you know, Microsoft has been pushing the whole media center thing really, really hard mm. lately. So, <clears throat> but you're right. I, 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 just, I can't ever see a point where I would only have that and not Sky or something like that. Because mm. they, they they, there was a lot of talk about it, about it hooking up to your TV provider, yep. whatever TV provider you have, and, and whether that kind of you take a feed from your other box and that goes through the the new Xbox and then onto your TV. I just don't know. I don't know. But If they worked in collaboration with someone like Sky and that actually produced a Sky Plus box with Xbox 720 built in, that would be... That'd like, be amazing. That's when you start thinking, right, Sky knows how to do television brilliantly. Yeah. Xbox knows how to do gaming brilliantly. But until that kind of thing happens and the two marry up, then mm. I don't think you're going to have the one size fits all. Microsoft doesn't work well with other companies, though, in no. terms of things like that, do they? They, no. they like to be, they like to own everything yeah. uh, and uh, build it for themselves. Although their media centers on their PC media centers that come that, that came with Windows Seven, I, I think you have to download it separately with Windows Eight. I'm not sure that hooked up with with cable suppliers in the US. So even cable suppliers that you needed. Um, smart cards with they they release like smart card readers and all sorts of stuff like that so you right. kind of almost you could get rid I think I'm right in saying that you could get rid of your cable box and your Windows Media Center PC took care of that entire side of things right. even recording the shows and that onto its own hard drive so so yeah Microsoft have got previous with doing that kind of thing is whether or not it's, 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 it's bringing it out internationally to, to cover like you know cable in the states and satellite over here and, it's so many and, different things yeah yeah well, that's why, because the thing is, I use PS3 almost like that already with Play Play TV, mm. you know, because um, <clears throat> that's got all of your iPlayers and all that kind of stuff on it. It's got, you know, I use it as a PVR through Play TV. Obviously, it's not HD, which is annoying. Um, or I can use it to play games. Mm. Um, but again, the menu system, it, it takes a long time to quit out of Play TV to then go and load up iPlayer, to then go and 4AD is fucked on it. So, But the, the actual foundation of a sort of media system is there for PlayStation. But that didn't really feature in the PS4 announcement at all. It's just like, we've made a games machine. Yeah, sure. The thing is, though, Microsoft really have to nail their, their, its key USP, right? Yeah. And a key USP for the Xbox is it's a games machine. Yeah. So I, I've always thought it's been a better games machine, pure games machine, than PlayStation. PS3. Yeah. What, what's, the, what leads you to say that, though? Which what, is debatable. What, why do you think that? Uh, I, I actually find the, um, the the whole kind of the menu system and environment for a games machine way better than the cross-media bar. Yeah. Um, like like getting downloads, finding, going through my games library, I find way easier. PlayStation um, has had a lot of catching up to do. It's getting better yeah. in terms of that. But, yeah, I think in terms of... A, I mean, we'll probably get a lot of people arguing... The opposite, but I think the controller is a lot better on Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Um, and interestingly, um, uh, a few people have had early early hands on with the DualShock Four, is it, or whatever the, the new one's called? Mm. And apparently, it feels a lot more like a Xbox controller. What a bit more weighty? Yeah, mm. like compared to the old sort of DualShock, which is you know that served its purpose, been around for like years and years and years, yeah. but it's time to move on. Yeah, PlayStation's obviously learned its lesson. With and yeah. and yeah, it, it came out strong with its intention of it yeah. being a pure games machine. And I think Xbox, Microsoft, really have to do that with the with the Xbox. Yeah, and like if it is all the other stuff, if it is a good media center, then that's an added bonus, right? That's yeah. not your lead thing. And obviously, you've got the other stuff that they're or that is rumored to be coming, and that's like a Luma Room in Connect Two. Yeah. And all these sorts of things need to be supplementary features, but yeah, I've just had this sure. dr- dreadful feeling that they're going to leave them front and centre, and it's just going to be things that people just go, don't need it. But that's see, I feel a little bit like that about PS4. Like it's that you know it comes back to the, what's the one thing that will make you buy a PlayStation Four, and at the minute it's like good graphics, that's it. Uh, and for all the chat about you know it's going to give you new experiences, this, that, and the other, and then they showed Killzone. Kill like, <laughs> Yeah. And then from what I can gather, obviously the next Call of Duty is going to be at this one. So it's like, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Oh, it's going to be Call of Duty. And I'm mm. sure it'll look amazing, but it's just going to be Call of Duty. And I've played that game many, many times. What you want What's is a new gaming experience, new experience from, the new, yeah. from the new next generation. Yeah. And I think, you know, if Illumini, I can't even say it, but Illumini is um, 
what it's supposed to be or what you know the kind of rumors are it's interesting but you're right it's not going to make me buy that console it's probably in the same way as 3d you try it out and go this is amazing i'll never use that again i don't know i think a luma room slightly different because there's no i think there's less of a barrier to entry than, than 3d because 3d obviously you've got to wear the silly glasses and it gives you i think it gives you a bit of a headache but a luma room is i feel it could be more immersive than 3d but the be- problem is like take my front room as an example okay my tv is in the corner to the left of it windows how yeah. the fuck's that gonna work yeah windows 8 <laughs> Amazing. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Close your, pull your curtains over. But what a pain in the ass. <laughs> like, that, that means I'll never use it. I guess so, like, yeah. It's great if your TV is on the middle of a wall, flat, with, you know, equidistance on both sides, but but that's not how most people's living rooms are. It's not a lot, yeah. So, outside of Call of Duty, there's the, it's pretty much nailed on there's going to be a, a f- announcement from Turn 10. Yep. Because there's been a competition yep. around Turn 10. So that's yep. probably a new Forza. Yep. Um, there's something coming from EA as well, because there's been a competition around EA. Yep. So what are we thinking from EA? Well, obviously Battlefield, we know that there's going to be... Battlefield 4 will be next gen. Yeah. Because um, Battle- I'm not right in thinking that EA's hero console has been PlayStation for a long time. Uh, definitely on FIFA. Well, it's definitely on FIFA, and I think Battlefield 3. Like, yeah. I remember all the demos were on PS3. Yeah. But who knows? They may have signed a deal with yeah. Microsoft to become. But again, if you were they re- didn't announce anything at if you were P- EA, PlayStation, did they for no. PlayStation Four? Uh, the battle thing was after Battlefield thing was after, wasn't it? When yeah. they did their own event. But if you were EA, why would you only sign with Xbox? That's surely halving your market share by doing. Yeah, that. but then if it's like they do with Activision, so time DLC exclusives yeah. and it's a hero yeah. unit and all that sort of stuff, they're pushing my Xbox. I, I see. I totally get that for dlc or for add-ons i don't like for like exclusively only get battlefield 4 on xbox for the first yeah, three months i don't think that's gonna be you just, god you just wouldn't do it no well if i was here yeah, i wouldn't do it but um probably destiny yeah kind of makes sense yeah what else um, new halo probably you would have thought that halo is going to come yeah you know. but but again i've seen it all before yeah. Mm. At least things like, you know, Last of Us, you know, a new game experience. Yeah, beyond two souls. Yep. Um, and that's what, you know, PlayStation have been really good at that in the past, like established studios. I know that Destiny is obviously a new gaming experience, so, you know, that'll be good. But even that's, um, you know, both platforms. Fable so. MMO. Mm. There doesn't Sorry. seem to be a lot of enthusiasm gauging in the room at the moment you, you guys I'm, don't seem to be over enamored with the with the announcement well, next week but that's because we don't know what it is right okay i'm excited i'm really excited i, am excited. I think it's yeah. gonna be a really good atmosphere here when it's happening like it was for playstation yeah. but not in the middle of the night like it was for playstation so <laughs> i mean i'd love i'm interested to hear what our readers are going to do for how they're going to watch it because i imagine six o'clock it's going to be like uh, if it was me and i was at home i'd be like come round. i'm going to get some pizzas in. yeah we're going to watch it we're going to have a beer i think it's going to be really good yeah, it's you, a great time to do it. Like leave work early to make sure you're home yeah. or uh, stay at work to watch it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm really excited. I just, I want to see something that's going to make me go, fuck yes. And I'm going to probably see something and go, oh, that's good. Mm, yeah. But anyway, yeah, readers, let us know what you think. IGN UK feedback at IGN.com. And if you're having an Xbox reveal party, then let us know and send us your pictures on Twitter of your good party. Idea. Yeah. Um, well, IGN UK um, and we will probably retweet the best because we'll be active on Twitter on the night and uh, the, the site will have all the information that you need we've launched a new Xbox 720 channel which will be renamed yes. as soon as Hastily we know the real renamed. name yeah <laughs> uh, we, but um, yeah you can find all the latest information and there. you've got some games for people to play too yes but you will find out more about that Next on week. Monday and Tuesday wow so. cool uh, what movies are out this week well, there's Baz Luhrmann's uh, version of The Great Gatsby, which uh, has come out in 3D and is apparently very loud and the camera doesn't stop moving for its entire running time. Dan Kilby said it was well wicked. Did he really? Yeah. Is he it. not in the minority? Because a lot of people have given it like two out of five. Is it a Leonardo DiCaprio film? Yes. yes. Well, there you go. Do you not like that? <laughs> oh, of course. Kilby's a bit hot yes, for, for Leonardo, isn't he? And he's also obsessed with Baz Luhrmann as well. Yeah. Is it? He loves Baz Luhrmann. He even likes Australia. Um, what? Yeah. He's um, the one. But yeah, he's got a um, uh, a voiceover from Tobey Maguire as well, who is, is you know in Spider Man. He's not got the most inspiring of voices, yeah. has he, for for VOs? But yeah, yeah 
apparently it's uh, apparently Leo painting. is good in this, but everybody else is a little bit miscast. Right. Leo's good in everything, though, right? Yeah, I guess. Never been Oscar nominated. Amazing, that, isn't it? Nope. Mm, oh. Interesting stuff. And uh, Fast and Furious Six. Can you believe? Hey, must be they, they're just pumping them out now, aren't they? How often are these coming out now? Every year. Wow. Fast and Furious Seven has already got its director. Yep. And its villain, apparently. They are revealed at the mm. end of the film, right? Yeah, but we won't reveal that no, here. No, 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 Go and see the film and you'll find out who that is going to be. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds awesome. But apparently the reviews are that it's really good. The action's yeah. really... Not quite as good as five, apparently. No, I mean, I've heard but... I've heard separate things. I've heard right. it's better than five, it's not as good as five. But I think five really reinvigorated the series. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen one since Tokyo Drift, so... I haven't seen any of them. Never any of them. Because... I don't want to see a film about car movies. I'm sorry, about car chases. And I know that's not really what it is about now, but I feel like I've kind of missed the boat. Yeah. I kind of feel that we ought to go and make you watch one. Do you know what? If it's on the plane when I go to E3, I'll probably watch it because it's it's kind of one of those movies, right? Yeah, I'd watch it on the the plane. All right. Um, Which actually, you saying you wouldn't watch it brings us on to a feature that we thought about bringing into the podcast. Yes. Tearing people out of their comfort zones. Yeah, <laughs> make, making people do what they wouldn't normally do. So, Tom, you're doing a bungee jump next week, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that like rape? No. What? <laughs> no, see, for me, it would be musicals, because I don't watch musicals, I'm not right. interested. I would never sit down and go, I'm going to watch a musical. Even if one's on TV, I'll turn it off, because it's just not my thing. I'm trying to think of a good musical. So, the only one I like is Bugsy Malone. Right. I do like Bugsy Malone. <laughs> Chicago is good. I've never said, well, I would never watch it. That's no, my no. point. I would right. never watch it. Okay. Well, I seem to remember it being all right, but that I'd only just started going out with my wife and maybe I went to go and see it to impress her. So maybe mm. yours would be Fast and the Furious. Or horror movies. Or horror movies. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Stu? What would your sort of comfort zone be? <clears throat> oh, we're also talking games as well. So yeah. I'd say maybe MMOs would be a good one. <coughs> I, I, MMOs for me, definitely. I've, yeah. I've, that, that, it just bore the shit out of me. Well, that was, um, like, like it was when Keza was like, all I want you to do is play the first hour of Skyrim. I promise you, you'll love it. And I, like at the end of it, I was like, oh my God, that's so boring. Yeah. And it, like, at the end of the hour, I'm there like sharpening a sword. Is that, oh God. Just want to kill yourself with because so you yeah. don't have to play Skyrim anymore. And that's after like a four hour trek to get to this place that's the only place that's got a blooming grinding wheel. It's like, please. Anyway. You're so wrong. You're so wrong. Um, yeah, sorry. What are you saying, Stu? About... Um, I, 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 what was I saying? MMOs. MMOs. Oh, yeah, but, but for films. All of it. Films, I don't know, really. I kind of like all movies. There's, there's very little I wouldn't I, I wouldn't sit down and watch. Apart from, what's the one movie you have never seen and are never interested in seeing? <laughs> yes. The Room? Dumb and Dumber. Oh, Dumb and Dumber, yeah. Why would I want to watch that? See, you're totally wrong as well. But I also, I'm with you on The Room. We did talk about watching The Room before, but... That moment's passed, isn't it? So anyway, let us know what your comfort zones are, I guess. Um, IGN UK feedback at IGN.com. What's the one thing you won't ever play or yeah. watch? And also hidden classics. If there's if there's a film or a game that you know about that no you think nobody else is aware of, let us know as well. And, we're, and if we can track down a copy of it, we'll let you know, know what we think of it. Yeah. But give yeah. us a really good, impassioned reason for, for watching or playing it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, what, what games are out? Uh, just the one. Only uh, one game. Well, in terms of big releases, Metro Last Light. What do we think? So uh, it's okay, but it doesn't quite deliver on its promise. So, <clears throat> like the world itself is, you know, really well realized, but mm-hmm. um, some of the game mechanics. Apparently, this one boss is really, really shockingly bad. Huh. Um, but it's interesting. It's just on a side note of the the way the game was developed. It was developed in the Ukraine, I believe, um, and. Uh, there was a piece that went up on a website this week about the the conditions in which um, the game was um, developed, and it just sounds horrendous. Like a sweatshop. Well, it's it just some of the press, like um, like the equivalent of the UK Ukraine mafia, for example, like standing outside with machine guns and what? Um, like because the way the Ukraine government works is that, uh, like let's say, if they wanted to get new dev kits, they'd have to send people from the developers over to the US because they were owned by THQ. Uh, and they'd have to smuggle the dev kits back, otherwise they'd be confiscated and sold. So it's just completely wow. fucked up. They'd all be working on camping chairs. Uh, there'd be no heating, uh, like frequently, like power outages all the time, so they'd have to run. Like, apparently in the last like uh, week of uh, submission time for dev, uh, everything was running off petrol generators because they had like power outages. It's just like it sounds horrendous. Make a good movie, yeah. Oh my god! But 
Yeah, apparently, like Jason Rubin, who uh, used to be at THQ and obviously it's since dissolved, he was trying to make their work into. He's dissolved. No, THQ yeah. is dissolved. <laughs> Made of salt. That's what I'm happened. Melting, melting. <laughs> uh, he was trying to make their working conditions better, but just constantly came up against it with like local government and shit like that. Wow. So shout out to the guys that made that. Buy their game so they don't get killed. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, play this game. I really hope they don't get it. killed now. Um, um, on on the, uh, Metro Last Light note, there is a competition running on IGN at the moment for Metro Last Light where you can win a, a Alienware PC. Which is probably better than the game was developed on. Yeah, that competition <laughs> closes on Monday the 21st uh, or 2nd. So uh, next, next Monday. Yeah, it's UK only, but yeah, yeah. check it out. Um, if you just Google it, you'll, I'm sure you'll be able to find it. IGN, Metro Sweet. Last Light, Alienware PC. Lovely um, stuff. Is that it? Yeah, let's do some FU, man. Uh, Nathan Richards has written into the show and said, I have a PS3 Slim and I am fancying a Super Slim. Money aside, if someone offered you either, which one would you take? Have your attitudes changed towards the Super Slim? If so, for better or worse? No. I'd, have a, I'd have a Slim. Get a Slim. Get a slim. slim, not a Super Slim. Horrible. That's a, that's a solid bit of kit. Yeah. yeah. Super Slim is just a flimsy yeah. bit of plastic. Yeah. Ugly. Uh, I've got a piece of feedback from Adrian Hall. Who he asked us for recommendations on where to go uh, when he came to London. So he came to London and he took our recommendations. So he went to Forbidden Planet, which was awesome. Also went to the indie comic shop. Which one was that? Gosh. Gosh, right, okay. Uh, it says it's the best comic shop he's ever been in. Wow. And of course, he went into the gaming cafe. So I'm get, assuming the loading bar cafe. Ah. So he says, thanks to you all. You're so, welcome. Uh, um, somebody else has also have, written on a similar yes, note yes 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 uh, this is from Andrew Evans or Ivans uh, he's a listener from Canberra in Australia good night <clears> mate that's a good accent eh? very good yes so he's coming over to the uh, UK at the end of September uh, for three weeks and wanted to get some ideas in terms of where he should go for geeky stuff well there you go Forbidden Planet yeah. so he's heard about Forbidden Planet shops being good they are good they are a tad expensive yeah he also wanted to know if there was like a geeky area of London. Mm. Tom, I'm looking at you because you're like your alternative. Yeah, you're a bit Shoreditchian. Yeah, I don't know. Um, is he looking for somewhere to stay? I'm not offering. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, he says like so. He's done all of the normal sightseeing stuff. So it's like you know, kind of alternative oh, right. ideas. Yeah, I mean, you should definitely go see the Harry Potter exhibition at um, Lewiston Studios. Yeah, Warner Brothers Studios, because yeah. that is phenomenal. Yeah, it's and about in, half an hour outside London. Yeah, it's, it's expensive, right? But um, in terms of what you see from the world of Harry Potter, it's incredible. If you're interested in filmmaking, that's definitely worth right. going to. Good tip. Yeah. Um, or if you're into um, theme parks, then go Thought Park and Alton Towers while you're here. Alton Towers is the one there, right? Yeah, I've never been to Thought Park, but I've heard it's good. But Alton Towers, I know, I gu- yeah. guarantee I'll have a great time there. Yeah. Well, that's quite a long way outside of and London. That's, that's a long way outside of London. Yeah. Uh, he also says uh, he's of the legal drinking age, so he's 42. Uh, any pubs you would recommend I go to or ones to avoid? Any themed pubs, oh. uh, potentially Irish or Australian ones, yeah. I would tend to avoid. Anything near Madame Two Swords. Yeah. Sam Smith pubs are always good because they're cheap yeah. and there's always a bit of character within them. I, I would avoid um, Alpine Lager unless you want the worst hangover in the world. Yeah. A bad headache, yeah. Mm. Um, and also, I would just avoid any pubs that are within sort of Mayfair, Leicester Square, yeah, anywhere very central London because they're all terrible, pretty much. I can't mm. think of like what's your favourite London pub? Mm. There's a, I mean, there's good ones out on the outskirts. Like there's a couple near me, but they're like Wandsworth. So yeah, because um, see, what I want from a pub now is very different from what I wanted. Yeah, like but what, th- these pubs are good because they've got a nice beer garden. Oh, that's, exactly. that's it. That's like it the, yeah, my canal. Uh, yeah. Sorry, the pub that I like is because it's on the canal. Yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. say the um, in in well, in Primrose Hill, the engineer in Primrose Hill, just outside of Camden, is absolutely lovely. Yeah, I mean, take oh, a, take a, take an afternoon around Camden, around the market, you'll enjoy yeah, that. Don't go on Saturday or Sunday though, because no. it is full of cans. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, I've got feedback here from James Lewis. He said his subject is gamer speed dating question mark. He says, see above, what do you think about organising something like that? Maybe for charity. Speed dating for gamers? Mm. Mm. It's going to be a bit one-sided, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. How many, like a typical IGN UK pub quiz, how many like female contestants do we have? I'd say it's roughly between 80% male, 20% female. So... (coughs) Yeah, I don't know who, what, who's going to be getting anything out of this. I'll tell I you what, give us some feedback on this. If we get 50% split of male-female, we'll look into it. 
Yeah. I don't know this is going to be a big hit, James. I'm sorry. <laughs> but by the sounds of it, if anybody out there is a single girl and they think they'd fancy James, get in touch. He's not. He's James is a handsome chap. I know him. Yeah? He's, yeah, he's a good guy. So, okay. if, James, if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for love. There you go. Uh, well, similarly, a... if you're looking for a date and you want us to hook you up with someone, let us know. We'll set up a message board. Do we know what the legalities of that are? No. Right. Uh, James Ward says, uh, wondering if the team are planning to do anything around Podcast 200, uh, a fan get-together or some such. We're we're currently thinking about what to do. Yeah. Um, it's the same week as Gamescom, so most of us won't be here. <laughs> but I'm sure we can fiddle it, so it'll either be the week before, the week after, or something or other. But yeah, keep your ears and eyes posted. Uh, we'll have some information soon. Similarly, if you're at a place where you can ha- host us for free, <laughs> plus like someone's front guests, room, <laughs> yeah, someone's front, then start your campaign to bring the podcast 200 to your there you go place. Now. Yeah. Uh, final bit of feedback this week is uh, from Jason Bell, uh, and it's a bit of a it's a request. He says it's a, an odd request, but I was wondering if the IGN UK community could help me. I lived in Vancouver, Canada, for a year and adopted a one-eyed cat. I came back to the UK, but unfortunately Stewie the cat couldn't come with me at the time. I know it's a big ask, but I would really appreciate it if you could ask your listeners if anyone is travelling on a flight from Vancouver to the UK in the coming months and could check him in as baggage. He's had all his jabs and he's fine to come through, but my girlfriend and I can't afford to go get him, and it's extortionate to ship him over by himself. I'd appreciate any help you guys could give. Thank so you, Jason. So it's from Vancouver to the UK or from the UK to Vancouver? Vancouver to the UK. He's also uh, sent us a photo of Stewie dressed as a pirate. Aww. So there you go. So if you can help bring a cat over from Vancouver to the UK, I trust the cat isn't actually stuffed full of drugs. Yeah. Be, you would hope yeah, not. You'd hope not, wouldn't and you? And do you just check them in his baggage? <laughs> and where is Stewie now? Is he just in a box somewhere? Yeah. Is someone looking know. after him? I, I don't we, know. We want to be, this needs to be clarified. I don't know what's going that on. It's probably we, the strangest request we've ever are had. Are we getting involved in some sort of international pet smuggling ring? But if you know knowing? anyone that's coming from Vancouver to London and they might be able to help, then let yeah. us know and we can connect with you. just wearing a cat on their head. <laughs> yeah. It's a hat. Elaborate headgear, yeah. <laughs> And that's it then. Yeah, that's can I have a couple of shout outs? Of course, go for it. Um, on Wednesday night, that's the 22nd. Uh, so on Tuesday night, it's the Xbox reveal. Come yes. to IGN and watch that with us. Yeah. Uh, we'll be on Twitter all night um, discussing it. On Wednesday night, uh, we are doing a tweet along of the movie Django Unchained because it comes out on Blu-ray next week. So if, you're, um, if you've got it and you want to see what we thought of it and just join us on IG- at IGN UK, we're going to be tweeting some top bands and there will be stuff to be won there'll be soundtracks and comics and there's even a sony tv and blu-ray system to be won so if you're creatively minded and you're up for it and keep an eye on the site we'll be posting more details soon and then on friday friday night we are live streaming for an hour and a half the last of us very exciting so it's not just a half an hour of gameplay an hour and a half of gameplay it is from a live event where we'll be speaking with Naughty Dog we'll be speaking with Ashley Johnson who plays Ellie yep. um, there'll be prizes given away on the feed there as well and then we'll be streaming half an hour of gameplay and then there's a live Q&A with Naughty Dog which you can submit your questions so to a ton us. of stuff happening yeah, wow. what, all of, of next week yeah. all of next week so uh, we've got to try and fit a podcast in as well at some yeah. point so we'll do that we'll see what we can do Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, Yeah, we will be back same time next week. So until then, bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.